trying to protect the basket right now because something's going up above the rim. And be free, good. Wow. They're going to review it. Wow. Daily with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Gillio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back, BetQL Daily, right here on the BetQL. Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Thursday. NBA playoffs in full swing. We got more games tonight. The shot there by Joel Embiid last night to uh, to take down the Raptors. Sixers up 3 0 in the Eastern Conference first round series. Let's talk some NBA playoffs. Dan Bespers joining us here, assistant GM at Sports Ethos and the Fantasy NBA Today. Host, he's joining us on the Roman guest line. Dan, there's a lot to dive into here, uh, NBA playoffs and, and how these series have gone so far. C- curious your thoughts on Nets and Celtics. Uh, 2-0 and the odd shift has been pretty significant, even though it looked like a pretty even series. Celtics down the favorite to come out of the East. Nets down to 19-1 to to win the title. Uh, in your mind, is this series all but over, or do you think the Nets have a chance to, to come back and make this uh, interesting and long here? I, you know, I thought from the beginning that it would be a pretty long series. I don't know how we get there exactly, but uh, I did also think that Boston was going to win this series. I, there, there's a certain element to Brooklyn that I don't think it's fair to call them a paper tiger because they came in as the eight seed. So there shouldn't have been the fanfare that there was. And Ben Simmons isn't around or he's playing four on four right now. So we can you know, make of that whatever you want. Uh, Boston's a better team. That's what it comes down to. Boston can play both offense and defense, and we haven't really seen the Nets play defense this season at any point. I have to believe that a big Kevin Durant game is coming or a KD and Kyrie both go big at the same time kind of game. They're going to find a way to get something in this series. But Boston's a better team. I think they're going to move on. The question is, are we talking five, six, seven games? I would probably look at something like six. I think Brooklyn gets a couple here before Boston wraps it up. Uh, Bulls hat, I see. So this is actually a Lake Elsinore storm hat. I like to try to get some weird minor league caps on, things that I've acquired over the years working in minor league baseball. These are the eyes of the storm. I don't, I mean, didn't mean to do a plug for Lake Elsinore, but they're they're still in existence. So go down to Lake Elsinore, enjoy a ball game, I guess. I thought, I thought those were a couple of horns because you had the red bill and and the black. So I thought you were representing on the, that would require me actually paying for the hat. And I don't, (laughs) I don't don't want to spend any money on anything. (laughs) Well, how about bulls bucks? Now this got interesting all of a sudden with the bulls owning home court splitting up in Milwaukee. They head back home uh, to home for game number three. And a major adjustment on the series price. Yesterday, we're in the neighborhood of Milwaukee, minus 3,500. But if you wake up today and take a look with the questions about this Middleton injury, it's minus 280. It was yeah. a done deal based on what we've seen in recent seasons uh, with the Bucks dominating the Bulls. So uh, what's your outlook? Let's assume that we're not going to have Middleton for at least the next week, which which what the team's called the springed MCL right away. Yeah, I mean, I, I think a week at, at the minimum would be my guess. You're probably looking at a couple. Uh, I know Middleton is is a pretty good healer, but I don't know that he can race back from that one too fast. And this is the way the playoffs go. I mean, there's always this sort of built-in uh, fear element if you're going to lay a series price, and you shouldn't have because Milwaukee, like you said, was some minus 3,500 to 4,000 range. But these things happen. We've seen it in the Western Conference as well with Devin Booker hurting his hamstring. Uh, guys that are out to start series, Luka Doncic missing the first couple games in that Dallas-Utah one. 
Injuries happen in the playoffs. The teams that stay healthy tend to have the better runs in the postseason. Uh, I do still think Milwaukee kind of wakes up in this series. We, we haven't really seen them play even remotely close to well yet. Uh, but all of a sudden, yeah, now it's a series you can actually look at to consider betting into where before you kind of couldn't at all. Uh, let's also not forget that Bobby Portis got poked in the eye in that game and, and mm -hmm. he missed the rest of it. So there's a lot to unpack with Chicago, Milwaukee. Um, I, you know, I don't know that DeMar DeRozan can do that every single ball game, but it was nice to see Vooch kind of wake up a little bit. That might've been his best game of the whole season. And he had it in the second game of the playoffs. Uh, I think Milwaukee still gets by in this one, but that Middleton injury is a big, big deal. And we've got a real series now. If anything, I'd say maybe you've got a little value on Milwaukee as now a short favorite instead of a ridiculous one. I'm curious your thoughts on tonight's at Nuggets series shifts to Denver. And this is an interesting line. I'm seeing two and a half. I'm seeing two. Um, I bet Warriors money line at minus 126 yesterday. But I mean, I'd be surprised if the Nuggets pull this one off. Yeah, I mean, this was something I said before game two in that series as well. So I, I tend to be on board with you, which is it, they're just sort of nothing that Denver can do. And you watch the poor Nuggets, the Nikola Jokic versus the world situation here. <laughs> Warrior, Warriors healthy is it's just too much for them. And, you know, depending on you're betting on focus in this ball game, which is sort of a weird thing to, to consider when when you're talking about the postseason I, I'm with you. I think the Warriors don't have a, a sort of waning in focus the way that maybe a team that you know had more success last year might have. But Warriors have kind of been down for a couple of years. Now they've got their guys back. They're excited. Healthy Draymond Green is a guy who can get everyone else to lock in during a ball game. Uh, I just I don't see how the Nuggets have an answer for what the Warriors want to do. Uh, I really wish. I thought that the way Jokic floated them all year, he might get Jamal Murray back and, and they could do something at this point. But yeah, it's just not enough. He's not enough by himself in the playoffs. Um, I'm with you. I think the Warriors probably just sort of roll their way through this series. Uh, looking forward here, Dan, when it comes to futures, uh, Jordan Poole, finals MVP, is something that's been kind of brought up now because he's become <laughs> he's become a star, right? And all those guys look to him. One, do you think it is possible? And two, uh, would it be worth jumping in uh, on a possible future? If we think the Warriors are about to make a big run here and we think Jordan Poole is going to continue to play at a super high level, it's at least interesting. What do you think about Jordan Poole and how sustainable his, his high-level play is as we go through the playoffs? I love it. I love it. I think that's fantastic. I mean, what 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 number do you have on that? I've got to think it's something just through the roof. I didn't see before I came on here. You know what? Does anyone see it out there? I haven't seen it this morning. Well, okay. when when I it was in the the forty to fifty to okay. one range. Yeah, but mm -hmm. two games ago it was over three hundred to one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it's, it's plummeting. We might have missed our chance to get in on the yeah. the Jordan Pool future. No, why not? I mean, you could throw. You know, a tenth of a unit on something like that, and it would still be a fun bet to have. And and again, with the sun struggling, we don't know how long Booker is going to be out. It might be short. They could still beat the Warriors in a Western Conference Finals. Everybody's got to get there. A lot of things need to happen. So betting it now, very early, all the so many things can go wrong or right. But it feels like a pretty darn fun ticket to have for some you know fraction of a unit just to say, hey, look what I got. And then, you know what, in addition to cashing down the line, if it worked, you could also be the smartest person.
person in the room. It's a double win. Uh, Dan, before we get to the games, uh, if you look at the results from last night, all the unders hit. Uh, one of them very, very close. Milwaukee, Chicago, that was by a half point. Grayson Allen hits a free throw. Uh, free throws deciding factor number of games last night. Uh, is, is there anything that you've noticed on the pace of play early on in the playoffs? Oh, I love playoff unders. I'm so glad you brought my favorite because every year our brains as humans can no longer remember more than a few hours back. And as someone who has two rare, rarely young children, I can't remember what I had for breakfast and that just ended. <laughs> so trying to remember what playoffs are like a year later, nobody can do it. So you got the whole regular season of teams just opening it up. No one playing any defense. Everybody's just, you know, kick it to the front court, fire a transition three. Those things don't happen in the playoffs. We forget this every year. And every year, there's just this assault of unders early in the playoffs. And then the numbers tend to adjust a little bit. Uh, but just as series go, you also have this sort of uh, intra-series uh, slowing, I guess. I don't try to think of a better word for it. But as it goes, first game, you kind of see the teams sort of throw their fastball on offense. Then you get these adjustments. The pace slows down as defenses start to figure out exactly what a team wants to do. Then you get a little bit of a plateau in the middle of a series. Games three, four, five, that kind of stuff. It, it does level off a bit. Game six, seven, slower again. It's going to keep happening. Every once in a while, you'll see an over-adjustment and a lot of times you get these sort of anomalous results, 70 free throws, a team shoots 55%, and it just creates another under bubble for us in the playoffs. So I love them. I'm always looking for them. You want to look at the pace of play in a series each game as it goes to kind of get a feel for where it's headed in the next one. But I think playoff totals is maybe my favorite thing to bet all season long. What's your assessment of what's going on with Kevin Durant? I know they're double and triple teaming him. He's uncomfortable. Can can the Nets turn this around? Probably not. Probably not. I mean, he'll eventually have a Kevin Durant game. You could put five. You could stack five guys on the shoulders of one another, and he'll still just shoot over them and score 45 on 22 shots. But Boston has been the best defense in the NBA since January. They know what they're doing. They don't even have Robert Williams around, and they're still just this good, this smart. I really liked the Al Horford acquisition, by the way, in the offseason as just a guy who's always in the right place on defense. Mm -hmm. uh, no, the answer is no. I mean, again, Kev KD's going to do a KD thing, but Nets don't have an answer because they're not going to be able to stop Boston enough to where their guys, when they get going, that might get them over the hump. But typically, I mean, how often can they count on Bruce Brown to have his career night? to keep them in a ball game. It, it's not, it's not going to happen for them. Uh, and they got to retool. They, they got to find a way to be so a little bit less top heavy and find a way to play a little defense. Dan, how would you play Dallas Utah tonight? There's still some uncertainty around Luca, probably not going to play tonight, but we don't know for sure. He was upgraded from doubtful to questionable. The number is seven and a half. We watched Dallas win game two. Now they're back in Utah, Utah, seven and a half point favorite. It feels heavy to lay, you know, to lay seven and a half with Utah based on what we've seen the first two games. Where do you fall on that game? I just avoid it. And I'd love to give a, a long and, and clever answer on that question. But if I don't know whether or not the key player is going, I'm just not going to touch a game. During the regular season, you can tend to fade that type of news. Lines tend to over-adjust because of factors like, oh, if Utah knows that Doncic is not playing, they probably won't play as hard, but it's just not going to be that way in the playoffs. Those, those effort 
uh, my motivational angles, you can kind of wipe them away in the postseason. So I would say leave it alone until you know who's playing. It's not worth betting on something that you just are guessing. Yeah, I mean, I, I was looking at like the Brunson or the under is going to be, but the player props aren't posted. Kleba is not going to shoot like that from the outside again. So is there going to be a bet there? But we don't know the numbers yet. Anything on the Jazz side though? Uh, as far as player props, I'm not talking about betting the game or, or laying seven, but uh, Mitchell, he's, we're going to get 40 shot attempts tonight, maybe, or, or Gobert, 25 <laughs> rebounds. Like The Gobert rebounds, he he's number two in the playoffs and rebound chances at 28 and a half. And they put the, I see the number at 15 and a half. I'm like, yeah, he'll probably get that. He'll probably go over that number. You think they'll let him shoot at all in this one? Poor Gobert. No, no. I, I didn't think no. I'd ever get to a point in my life where I was saying, poor Rudy Gobert. But here we are, just wearing it for his team, and they don't let him do anything on that club. Uh, no, I haven't I haven't dug into that all that much. Just you know, be perfectly forthright with you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, player props, it's it's not my forte. Uh, so but yeah, I mean, you know, it's gonna it sort of comes down to whether or not you think Dallas will shoot the ball well or poorly. And I've got to think that it's it's going to be a, b- a little bit worse than the last ball game. But again, what if Luca plays? The whole game completely changes. If if he's good, there might not be any defensive rebounds for for Utah in this ball game. I, I think the fact that Dallas was able to split those first two, that's a really, really big deal for them. They're a much better team than than Utah, I, I think, at full strength. Uh, I've been impressed, actually, with what Jason Kidd did in Dallas this year. I didn't think that yeah. that was going to make that kind of a difference, but they're they're a pretty different monster. Dan, I'm curious your thoughts. Um, really quick, we have like a minute left. Phoenix um, minus one and a half series spread and Bucks minus one and a half series spread. They're both plus money. Would you be interested in either of those? A uh, little bit afraid on the Devin Booker side. Um, you know, I know that Chris Paul is going to do his thing. I do still think the favorite wins those series. But, you know, if, if, if key guys, if Middleton ends up missing two weeks, that's the whole series. So could they then go and, and win it four to two? Um, I, I think I'd be a more confident in the Phoenix side of that than I would in the Milwaukee side. Um, I, I, you know, I, Booker's been incredible. I just, I have a, a certain faith in Chris Paul to, to get through this type of series, but I think I'd kind of leave that alone right now. Again, I, I, I I'm a nervous human being by nature. So <laughs> try to gaming out injury stuff. I can feel my innards twist a little bit and think, no, Dan, you, you can find somewhere else to go on that. So yeah. I would probably leave those alone. Great stuff, Dan. We always appreciate hopping on. We'll do it again soon. Dan Bespris was on the Roman Guest Line, assistant GM at Sports Ethos and Fantasy NBA Today host on the Roman Guest Line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for EDL from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BeckQL now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash BeckQL. We will attempt a nickel or dime next right here on the <laughs> BeckQL Network. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from BetQL.